My name is Shane Smith. I'm pretty sure you guys are sick of hearing of me at this point, but uh, Tim has got a new guest that's never been on this show before. Welcome, Scott. Hi. How are you? I'm great. You know what I don't like about you? What's that? You always like to take over the podcast uh, as soon as we record play. It's not the podcast. It's just everything. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. You like to smile. You like to shake hands. You like to go, yeah, dude, yeah. Hurrah. It's all over there. And then as soon as we turn this on, you become a dictator. That's, that's the way it is. What man. if I wasn't ready to introduce Scott? Doesn't matter. <laughs> not now. It doesn't. Not now. That's something you would usually say before you actually get into the podcast. Hey, don't do what you usually do, Shane, because it's obviously my opinion is very prevalent in the conversation. So you would think... <laughs> Scott, Scott, also known as Eradicate, uh, a aka Wiseberger, aka Wayne Gang, <laughs> aka a bunch of shit. Hell yeah. Aka, aka. There was a thing we were talking about peeing a second ago because you had to urinate. You had to walk like ten miles. Yeah, I actually went over there amongst more children than I've been around since I was ten. You remember when there was a fascination with peeing in girls' butts? Remember there was a joke. Let me pee in your butt. Hey, girl, let me pee in your butt. Oh, that was a joke? I owe a lot of people an apology then. <laughs> well, I don't think you should actually talk to them for a couple of years. Now I know why I got kicked off a of Tinder. You need to wait until they have kids and they leave their baby daddy and they're extremely desperate. <laughs> they're just waiting. Because then they'll be willing to accept your apology and for you to piss in their ass again. I thought, no, that's what I thought you were saying. I thought that's when you wait to ask a girl if you can piss in their butt. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, whoever you piss in their butt, they if they were fucking you in the first place, then they were probably pretty desperate. But then they were like, oh, I know how to fuck and suck dick now. So now they found someone who will get them pregnant. And then once that guy leaves because he was a piece of shit, she thought just because she could suck some dick, she could find some love. You show up with a fleet of ships, and you're like, yo. I'm trying to piss. I'm trying to put a prince in you. We can't talk about that. Scott has a, Scott doesn't watch anything, apparently. Oh, he, ate, he hates Marvel. He hates TV. I don't hate it. I'm just, I don't know. I don't find myself very interested in superhero movies. Yes. Maybe I can get into, interested into it. I just, uh, I don't know, I haven't lately. Is there any genre that's like your guilty pleasure? Like any, uh, mine's heist. Any heist movie, I'm down. I'm going to watch it. Were you speaking for as movies? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. Maybe action movies. Maybe Shrek. Hey. Maybe Puss in Boots. Shrek is love. You know, um, maybe Bad Boys. Hey. I don't know. Long, I like that. I like cartoons, and I like some action movies. Bad Boys know. is coming out. Bad Boys Three is coming out. Yep, here. I'm very excited about I was that. Say, are you semi excited about that? I am. I've been waiting for that for years. When did Martin Lawrence not stop being crazy? Uh, probably about a decade and a half ago. Really? Was that yeah. just? Well, a lot of people said that when he first started the Bad Boys series or the two Bad Boys movies they said that the first one kind of blew and that's when he was losing his edge but then the second one got better ratings than the first one did which is crazy so hopefully they continue that uh... what if they make a call like, what if they make a tribute like at some point in Bad Boys 3 Martin's just running around naked in New York City yelling they're trying to get me they're trying to get me I'm sure there will be something along those lines isn't this going to be the last one I think I mean, I put, because I, I think the title is, besides three, I think the title is Ride Together, Die Together, so I think that may be the end of the series. I mean, just, it would make sense. They just go off an edge like Bonnie and Clyde? Probably something. Hands, just driving yeah. off in a limo? What if they died at the end? Probably not. What was, it, was that movie Seven Pounds when Will Smith died? He killed yeah. himself like with the jellyfish or whatever? He killed himself in... Um, What's it called? I Am Legend 2. Yeah. Oh, damn. I forgot about that. That movie Will's made me depressed. Will's trying movie. to tell us something, man. Will's trying to let no, us dude. know. Will's not trying to die. Will is, if he was trying, well, I don't know. He, he starred his, in Suicide he, Squad. He sold his soul to Facebook, too, because he's got, him and his family have TV shows on Facebook. It's like Facebook reality TV yes. shows? What yes. are they called? I mean, they're not like reality TV shows. Like, one of them is called Bucket List. And it's like him, all these different random things he's been doing for the past couple, like two or three years, Uh those have all been for his show, Bucket List, where he's jumping out of an airplane, doing these dances and going, you know, he got that Instagram and just blew up. Like, like, oh my God, he's on social media. We love him. Have you seen Jack Black's YouTube? No, I don't, I don't do that. He started that you, you are so full of shit. I'm I'm barely at the podcast level, much less. (laughs) 
Jack Black started this thing called Jablansky Games. It's a gaming channel where he doesn't play video games. It's got like five million followers on YouTube. I'm excited about Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan apparently has been playing Quake. And I know he's had like three or four different guests that have been saying that he needs to start a Twitch channel. And he's super against it. But let's sure. be honest. He's Joe Rogan. Right. So, I mean. I've been watching Joe Rogan a lot lately. Dude. I have. That, I feel like you'd like him. He's got I a do. Lot of stuff I do like him. Appreciate. I do. He's pretty I, much the Howard Stern of this generation. Well, yeah. I appreciate, I am, I appreciate the in-depth conversations that they have with certain guests. Like the Elon Musk interview. Yeah. It's actually very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like Elon that. holds back a lot, you can tell. But yeah. he also probably has legal obligations to hold back <laughs> a lot on a lot of things. He probably has some government secrets that he can't tell anybody. That is one. That motherfucker is so smart. He's like a robot and it's uh, it makes me uncomfortable how smart he is he got his hair back yeah one of the only successful stories i know of a balding guy that just got all of his hair back i never realized until the other day that he was actually in iron man 2 what part elon musk played himself in iron man 2 just in like one of the conventions or whatever yeah, they were having like a where little... is he from why you know like he's got this little bit of an accent where is he from i can't tell if he's from here or from somewhere else he's got to, i'm pretty sure he's probably from america his dad was probably a lot, uh, science experiment, and his mom probably doesn't, <laughs> doesn't exist. We need probably to, not. We need to start a petition for Elon Musk to show us his belly button, just to prove that it's there. Yeah. That was a thing for a minute. There was a show all about just a dude that didn't have a belly button. That was the whole gimmick. Every poster, it'd just be showing him, oh, no belly button, no belly button. What was he wasn't show born. called? It's like XY or something. I know what you're talking about. I remember seeing it because there was a lot of ads in the Nickelodeon uh, magazines back in the day. Yeah, because you had Nickelodeon magazine. I ha- and I had the Disney magazine too. Thank you very much. Oh my God! Do you guys remember when you used to go to the uh, like the dentist or the uh, eye doctor and they had uh, the little magazine? It was for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had they had like little puzzles in it and stuff. It was called something not High Times because that's something completely <laughs> different. <laughs> but I want to say it was called something something like that. Teeny weeny, just something. No, that's what I look up every night when my wife goes to sleep. <laughs> All right, uh, Shane. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, your music career so far. My music career. So how did you? Well, let's let's start with uh, where did you start with your music career? Let's let's start from the beginning here. My music career started in an alleyway. Uh, oh my this gosh. this man came up to me and he stuck his finger inside of my asshole and he said, "You're going to be kind of amazing for a short period of time." And I said, "Oh my God." And that and man's name was James Harrod. And I came. And it all began there. How about you, Scott? Uh, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Scott's like same alleyway. Yep. same dude, same dude. Wait, how long ago is this? It's like yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> he actually picked me up to come do this podcast. Yep. I'm like, well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Church of Toby. <laughs> we got to cut out right now. Uh, Dude, go, go do, you have a, do you have a favorite show you ever did? Oh, man. And this question goes to both of you guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure the, my most enlightening experience as far as doing a concert, when I was in Shaken, of course, but I that, thank you guys for t- <laughs> <laughs> no we did we did this uh two years in a row we did this thing called uh it was like oh, man I don't remember it was like a rock fest or some sure. corny shit like that in Hattiesburg mm-hmm. and the second year that we did it there was like 1100 people there or something like that and we won like the the festival Yo, it's, like, it's like a competition like a sure like all the rock bands come and play or whatever and the, we the first year we went we played and we thought we kicked a lot of was ass was there like and, an underage pussy eating contest uh, like was, off the main at stage at the time I was in a Christian band so I wasn't exactly that, just that doesn't myself. mean anything <laughs> trust me <laughs> from I, what I've learned I'm aware but I'm just saying <laughs> I didn't get kicked out because I was an outstanding member I was too good for them <laughs> but yeah that was cool man <laughs> We were in the newspaper and all that other cool shit, but it was also cool getting to play in front of that many people. Because trust right. me, they ne- or we never played in front of that many people when I was in the band. The, the La Portia show that happened a couple. You guys remember La Portia? She yeah. was the chick that won, uh, didn't win, haha, but uh, made it close to winning to American Idol. Uh, she had her concert at the back of the Macomb High, uh, high School in the parking lot. Yes, and I I've never, I did not even know that many people lived in. Yeah, Macomb. I didn't either. I was there. and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I can't wait till this is me. This is fucking crazy. 
it's an inspirational kind of experience. Yeah, I mean. it is. I wasn't there. I don't know why, but it's just so weird when you live in a town this small because like all all of our like the most successful shows we've ever done here were like what a hundred. A hundred, a hundred people is like a is like in the triple digits. It yeah. probably wasn't in the um, for sure. It wasn't in the the quad digits, but right. I mean, maybe it will one day. You see how many people came for La Portia, and you see 170 people, and you're like, dude, the, all of Macomb is here yeah. because you think. And we've learned today, just trying to find a spot to fucking record this thing. Like, uh, there's a lot of people here. Yeah, they just don't like to go out. Yeah, well, and it's it's hard to tap into certain people. I mean, a lot of people are behind on certain things when it comes to technology. But in the same breath, we've also maybe gotten lazy to an sure. extent of not being able to go out and see people face-to-face, ha- carry on conversations with people face-to-face and say, like, I remember when I was young, it was a big deal to go and Can hang I, out. Real quick, I would just like to point out that that child screaming is, like, several, several miles away from us. I would, yep. <laughs> We're not making the kid scream. The kid is a half of a football field away from us. <laughs> But just for people, just for context, for people listening. Whenever we first, or I first started playing music, and I imagine it was about like this beforehand too. Like there, you didn't have as much promotion. Several children screaming. Pro- yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a kid screaming actually. But it's like uh, you, you would if you were booking a show or something like that, you would find all your high school friends and you'd give them flyers, and they'd yeah. walk around school and give out these flyers to everybody, mm-hmm. and hopefully you would get sixty or seventy, maybe a hundred people there. Right. And that was the thing. I mean, back then too, though, it was like we're playing metal music, punk music, whatever, rant all in one show. Mm-hmm. It's like it wasn't like oh, every band's playing tonight is a metal band, or every band's playing tonight is a punk band. It's more variety. Yeah. It's like it was just like hey, our there's been shows that we've done where it's like rapping or rapping, punk and rock and metal all at the same show. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of tight because, I mean, when you think about it, excuse me, when you think about it, it's like a town that's we think as as this small. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I mean, you know, what do you have? You don't have a choice. I mean, now I don't even imagine that there's any bands around here that people are, you know, wanting no. to even. I mean, I don't even think there's anybody. It's like, hey, we want to book a show, with the exception of us, that but was, we rap. So it's yeah, like that was so long ago, and I was even on like the tail end of it because I'm a little bit younger yeah. than you guys. Just like the idea of like the fact that people churches were convinced to host metal shows just seems like such a foreign idea to me now. Just, yeah. like, considering all that we did. And I'm not talking about, like, I wasn't even the guy that was, like, smoking weed in the back or, like, doing crack yeah. or, like, getting my dick sucked in, like, the preacher's closet or whatever. Yeah. But, like, like thrashing around, breaking stuff. I definitely broke a couple things accidentally. And it was definitely not Christian music. Yeah. Well, the, well, but the thing about it is at the time, though, like, say, like, the shows at New Heights or First Baptist or something like that, the bands were Christian bands. Like, if you read their lyrics and what have right. you and just... The vast majority of the people in the bands at the time were either pretty decent human beings that you would be like, I would be, I would entrust my children to go hang out with them, my teenage kids to go mm-hmm. hang out with them or go to their concerts, or they were really good at hiding it. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was that kind of thing. Like, so when you think about that era, but it was also different because now you don't have as many people that are like, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and be like, hey guys, we should get five of us together, we should all be morally responsible for the generation coming up, and we should try to start a band that's actually decent. That's a hard to, sell. You know, it, it is. Especially now, because you don't have any kind of role models for that kind of stuff. Right. Which, you know, I digress, but it is. No, that's it a is. good point. It's just like, the, the, uh, the idea of Okay, first of all, getting five people together. Yeah. Getting five people together. Why do you think we rap? <laughs> yep. I mean, it's there you like, go. Yeah, I mean, Speaking of which, Scott, favorite show that you've done? Favorite show? Um, probably my first show ever. As speaking from the terms of today, mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be way better shit in the future. But speaking as uh, from terms of today, my first show ever was super fucking lit and that was probably one of the most exciting moments of my career so far where was it at uh in new orleans and it was uh, oh man yeah it was with wang gang and uh that shit was fucking lit it was it was probably it wasn't probably three four hundred people um but that shit was fucking lit and we had the energy as if we've done a hundred shows on our first show yeah and it was fucking crazy yeah, I saw the footage from that. It, and we still go back and watch the footage from that even now. I wasn't there, but I did watch the footage, and the footage of that is pretty fucking lit. A lot of entertainers, uh, you know, their first show goes over really well, and that kind of just 
like that fix it gets them hooked like it, it lets them go through like shitty shows or whatever just thinking like no man I know I can get back to that for I know sure, I can get back sure. to that what was your f- first show like Shane My with the rap show? at least with rap with rap well my first show I ever did rapping was to your ass we'll wait sorry <laughs> um, do you guys remember when uh, White Collar Sideshow came through Macomb yeah I do it was a very long time I ago. do remember that was your that. first show that was the first time I ever I'm pretty sure that was the first time I ever rapped or did a show where I rapped because uh, Flight From Below played too shout out to Marshall McKellar I'm sure he'll never hear this but yeah, he their band or whatever at the time was called Flight from Below, and he's in uh, the Devil Music Company now. I'm sure you probably heard of them. The maybe. Devil Music Company. Yeah, but they don't make exactly what you think it would sound like. They make like uh, indie rock shit, and it's really good. It's not shit, but just it's different. Sure. It's not okay. what it sounds like. They're really actually pretty popular. Well, if it's got so a name like that, it needs to be very heavy. You would think, but I think that that's what the the contradiction kind of sells it though when you listen to it it's not really like that at all but it is really good for what it is and they are, are geniuses but that's irrelevant they but, yeah. sound like they'd sell a lot of t-shirts sounds like a lot of people would want their brand yeah. as a conversation starter they definitely sold a lot of t-shirts I printed some of them once but that's neither here nor there that's an interesting show so like where were you in the lineup again because I remember that I was there too a co-headline I mean I don't want to call it that as a local show cause, for, I mean, but at the covenant between us wasn't going to play, and mm-hmm. Shaken wasn't going to play. Mm-hmm. So let's throw Shane in there, right. <laughs> you know. So it was like uh, white collar side show was. I don't want to necessarily say they were a Christian thing. I mean, they weren't even really a band. It was like a, a performance, rather. Like they did like the the screen, and it was like all percussion stuff or whatever. Yeah. A lot of really creepy graphics making yeah, us feel yeah, very yeah. bad about jerking off. Yeah, that's making what it was. Us feel Wait, very who? White, white collar, white collar side. Show. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I remember looking at that. It shit. was like yeah. the, it was the main two was like the guy and his wife. And yeah, they had other band players and stuff. Yeah, and like, it was kind of like a uh, what do you call it? Like a, a what? It was the theme of kind of like a creepy carnival, yeah. I believe, something like that, or a circus or some and shit along was, those lines. It was all just about pornography. Was it? Yeah, about pornography addiction, and I think uh, whatever the wife had. Uh, like body image yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. Which is nuts because I saw them at Cornerstone before they came to Macomb. It was about anti-pornography, I should say. Yeah. It wasn't about, it wasn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like all these kids like, oh, we're skipping youth tonight to go watch porn at the Rotary Gym. <laughs> but like, uh, we saw them at Cornerstone and when I saw them at Cornerstone, there was, I mean, let's say there was a, uh, 80 people or 100 people at the show mm-hmm. in Summit. There was probably like five or six hundred people watching that same performance on a much bigger stage yeah. at Cornerstone, and I was like, "Man, this is." I mean, it was really cool at the time, but I also always thought to myself, "Not to be, I mean, good for them." But at the same breath, I'm like, "Man, how did this motherfucker let porn fuck his life up?" Just talking about how he spent like thousands of dollars on porn. I'm like, "Dude, it's free." Yeah. Even then, I was like, "It's free." Like, what? What are you doing? No, bro? what I thought was awkward was like when he was talking about. Uh, like, he was talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, porn- pornography ravaged our marriage, and we had all these problems, and they were openly talking to each other about it to us, and I'm just like, dude, we're 15. Like, yeah. Is, yeah, you're, man. You're, yeah. Really, you're really letting us into some deep shit yeah. about your relationship. I feel, I feel that would probably introduce more problems to 15-year-olds yeah. than it would help. And, I mean, it's not like I'm not going home to jerk off. Yeah, I was like, you, this, mean por- yeah. you mean porn is this powerful? <laughs> well, it is to some people. Sure, it really sure. is. Some yeah. people have an addictive personality, and it will literally take them over. Because, I mean, porn here and there for specific people can really help people. But for some people, it can really fuck you up. Yeah. Like, it can really destroy your life. And I guess that dude is an example of a, a life destroyed by pornography. Right. That's why. Dun, 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 that's, dun, dun, dun. An, that's another reason why I say, like, good for them because of, you know, their fight. If nothing else is... If it does nothing else for them, it is a constant reminder for them to focus and keep interest in their relationship yeah. and keep away from... Things that are clearly, obviously, at the time, were damaging his relationship with his wife. And it takes a lot of balls to just tell complete strangers, like, "Yeah, I was addicted to porn." You know, por- you know, pornography. Yeah, I, I watch that. Well, every it night. takes a certain t- kind of person to to explain their own problems and issues publicly because right. you have to go through enough shit to get to the point of where you really just don't care uh, about saying it to other people. Like, you'll openly say it and discuss it with people yeah. because it's it's normal to you at that point. Oh, you know that guy got some shit. Like a 13-year-old woman. Who's your favorite porn star? Yeah, probably. 
Oh, I'm sure. You got any recommendations? Well, I imagine that there's probably a lot of people who like how we're joking about it and laughing it off now, or how I am. It's well, like I, mean, I imagine that there. Think about how fucked up it would be if like you're giving all you got, you know, dedicating your oh, he life. He was definitely to, giving you know. all he had. <laughs> giving. That dude was coming dust bunnies by the <laughs> end of this night. <laughs> It's like you're out here, you know, apparently his wife like gave up her position at a company. They sold a bunch of shit off and stuff like that to go and, you know, pursue sharing this quote unquote ministry or whatever. Mm -hmm. Think about how shitty it is when you have people who are like us at the time back. I don't even know if they still do that thing, but they come up to me like, man, really? You know, like, just like, oh man, like, fuck. I don't know a whole lot of shit about this. I was just listening to the fucking music. I didn't know nothing about this. Well, I did a couple of shows with him, aside from that one. But, I mean, they were nice enough. People never really got to know him. But I always thought his wife was hot. Hey, this doesn't really help your case. I guess. But your your wife is wearing a see-through white dress. What do you think we're going to do? (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna go to the bathroom. Uh, Michael, uh, was it Michael Adcock smoking weed in the bathroom? I'm like, well, shit, I'm going in there to jack off. <laughs> I'm gonna need your wife, and I'm gonna need that buzzsaw you guys like to play. Sometimes. They told everybody, hey, everybody, we need y'all to sit down. I was like, okay, that was <laughs> <laughs> even better. <laughs> Brand, tell your Brand. wife. <laughs> Brand from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Just watch them stone face. Tell your wife to pick up that drumstick. <laughs> he put his wife in a cage during the show. Yeah, it was for me- us. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why their act died was because they came out with iPhones after that. <laughs> Be filming his wife. Like, come on now, Scott. Are we losing you, man? Are we? Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not very. Uh, I don't know a lot about this, so I'm just. I'm just along for the ride at this point. Do you know? Do you know how much it pisses? That's what she said. <laughs> Yeah, that is what she said. <laughs> oh, he wasn't riding dick. <laughs> he was sitting on the floor with the rest of us. <laughs> He's like, you like this? Oh, who's a cuck? Who was traveling and who was becoming a cuck to 13 through 15-year-olds all across America. He got off of that shit now because he knew we were all going home like, dude, that guy's wife was hot as hell. His mustache was cool and all, but his wife... <laughs> It's it, the addiction actually isn't over. It's just taking a new leaf. Yeah. He actually just jerks off to videos of us just going watching oh. his wife. Yeah. Damn, but he's he's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing the pig mask. <laughs> Who wants to wear the mask? Tonight? Do you know how much it pisses me off whenever I'm on stage and I'll you know tell something and then later people say, "Oh, that was such a controversial joke. How dare you?" It pisses me off because I'm just like, you guys have no idea. Like, you guys have no idea how much I censor myself for you motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, this is kindergarten shit. Well, I'm trying to make you guys love me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, not hate me. <laughs> I, I don't, That's what his wife was trying to say. I don't like snowflakes, man. If somebody comes up to me after that, I was like, oh, how dare you? Well, fuck you, man. Like, I, I, yeah. that, that really would piss me off genuinely if someone, oh, how dare you tell a joke like this? Especially right now. It's just like, bro, this, this episode's going to get like 50 plays. This is, this is not an in-your-face uh, advertisement whatsoever. Yeah. You didn't have to yeah. listen to this. You so easily could have, like, the whole Tobey Maguire photoshopped on Jesus Christ didn't give you a, a, an idea of where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say that's admirable, at least, to what you do as far as comedy and stuff, because it's like, with... I mean, I guess you have to write out your stuff or play it out yeah. and go and practice it and stuff like that. But it's like with our stuff, it's like we kind of make what we want. But in the same breath, it's a lot easier to pitch your shit to a certain demographic of people. If right. You want to. Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that it's like, oh, people who know us listen to it. And it's like they're all, you know, either going to be like, oh, yeah, man, it's awesome that you're a rapper. Usually it's like you're a rapper. And it's like, oh, this is my friend. He's a rapper. Yeah. And like that kind of irks me now more so than it used to. Because, like, used to, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're... they're, they're Sure, yeah. But now it's like, I'm also, like, a a normal fucking person, too. Like, you can have a... Don't ask me to spit you a freestyle. Oh, dude, spit a freestyle. No, that's not... Please don't ask me that, because every time someone's (laughs) ever asked me to freestyle or spit something, I literally go, all right, I'm about to. You ready? And then I take a big ball of spit in my mouth and spit right in front of them. (laughs) And then that's it. I go, all right, and that's it. 
Dude, like, it'd be different. It would be different to me if like Lil Wayne came up to me and said, "Spit me something." Well, I'm gonna go into my memory bank and yeah. I'm gonna come up You're with the, spit on the best sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> the best the best sixteen I've ever written. I'm about to rap it to him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when normal. Not that there's anything awesome. I'm glad that you're interested, but it's like. I'm not a white collar sideshow. No, I'm just joking. Like, I'm not just like about to do this. My favorite excuse used to be uh, until somebody called me on it one time. I was like, oh, I used to say, I get paid to rap. And like one time, this dude asked me, he's like, oh, well, how much do you get paid? And he was just saying it. Just yeah. curious to know how much money. And I got to think, I was like, man, maybe I should stop saying this because I don't think shit. <laughs> Like, I don't really make any money doing this. Dude, the biggest mistake I made in the whole Arizona Renaissance thing was telling people I was a comedian. Yeah. Because you know the you know there's some people that like instead of uh, uh, laughing they go oh that's really funny yeah oh that's really funny instead of laughing they would go you should put that in your act. Oh For man. For two and a half months. It's like so all of this I should just put in my act. Yeah. But yeah. oh that was funny just because you said this simple. Ask reply one liner because you have a, a sense of a moderate sense of humor, yeah. even it's like, Oh, you should put that just because you are a comedian, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You, that label is on you as a comedian. It's like people think that they it's like, really, you think I, uh, the whole bit about oh, this water's so cold it hurts my teeth, you think that's gonna have a lot of legs when I get when I take it out of town, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that shit, like, uh, uh, I guess people just think whatever being a comedian is just whatever's funny, and you just you just sit there. For a whole fucking hour well, saying for, funny shit. Like, yeah. it's a lot more than that. Right. It, it, <laughs> well, for a lot of people, they just don't really know what to say because they'll, even for someone like me, they'll, I, oh, he's a comedian. Oh, yeah. he, oh, they're rappers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they'll they'll annoy the fuck out of you, and they won't even know that they're doing it. They're earnestly tr- trying to be like, oh, freestyle for me. Oh, you should put that in your act, whatever. Yeah. And they just don't get it. They yeah. just yeah, don't they, understand. Well, yeah, that, I mean, you got to have a certain, well, I do at this point, have a certain level of a, uh, I don't. Know, I just. I just know what I'm running into, so I don't really feel any certain way about it because it's just what I, I've come to expect. I know how certain people are, are going to react to me being a rapper or whatever. Sure. It's yeah. just. It's just a normal reaction from the average person, to be honest. So I mean. Yeah. I don't know. It's just normal to me at this point. You were talking about uh, taking this show on the road, doing comedy and rap uh, throughout the 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 town, throughout the states. You remember, you, Shane? You remember when me, you, and Gavin? Yeah. Tried the momentum. Yeah. That was a fun time. Yeah, we were going to try to go on tour, like an actual uh, tour of, what was it? It was It was Gavin, oh, it was Gavin. singing, you yeah. rapping, and yeah. then me doing stand-up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about that oh, many, three years ago, four years ago, a long time ago. It was the first, it was 2015, because it was the first year that uh, I started doing comedy. Yeah. Because after the first sold-out show, we thought, like, oh, well. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> Tim sold out the little theater and we thought that that was like uh, all of our homecoming. We're like, it's time. We've made it. We've arrived. You remember the October show where I was just like, I was on I was on Snapchat like, okay guys, you better go ahead and buy your tickets fast because the last show sold out, blah, blah, blah. Just throwing my you know tiny little dick out there, showing it off to the world thinking it was worth a fuck. Damn. And then you remember the just the, the silence. Utter, of the, of utter the, of disappointment. The, of the ten, of not even ten, probably the five people that showed up. Yo, it was so bummer. And I bombed too. It was not good material. Man, I I don't know. I don't think y'all should be really like that worried about it because I mean, that's just a part of this. Like you just have to go through it. Like you just have to keep going. Like I don't yeah. care if it's fucking. Like for me at this point, when I first started rapping, I was like, uh, well, fuck. If a lot of people don't show up, I'm not gonna be hyped because that's gonna kill my energy. Right. And then. I come to learn it doesn't matter if five people shows up at my fucking show or yeah. 400 or 1,000, I'm going to have the same energy because the energy that you put off, it, it other people can feel that. So if I just it act like shit, right. yeah, if I just act like shit and I'm not hyped because it's like only 50 people in the room, yeah, it's just the whole thing is going to be shit. Yeah. But if I'm then the hyped... Ne- then the next show is going to be 25. Like, yeah. It's going to go down. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to go down, exactly. So you have to be hyped and keep a certain level of uh, your mindset, I guess, no. To, to get positive results yeah. for that, I totally respect that mindset. I'm starting to I'm starting to get that way too, where I'm just like, uh, if dude, if there's if I would rather five people that want to listen rather than like a hundred people talking, like five people that really are listening to what you're doing or watching or whatever, that's so much better because at the end of the night, if you do well, that's five fans you didn't have yesterday. Exactly. Right. That's true. And also, like, 
I look at it like this. I'm performing. Like, I'm performing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all the emotional aspects out of it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to do a performance. Sure. Like, th- I'm not here to, to joke. Like, <laughs> this is a performance. Hell and yeah. then after the performance, then I'll be back to my normal self. But during the performance, is is a performance. Like, okay. I don't care how many people is watching. You'll play your heart out, and then as soon as you walk off stage, man, why the fuck did anyone show up? <laughs> you walk, yeah. you walk off much, stage, yeah. walk back on stage, you're like, where the fuck is everybody? You exactly. guys were to promote I've done shit. that. I've done that. When I first started, I did that. It's like I, I've always thought to myself, like kind of what you were saying, Scott, is when you really think about it, it's like, okay, you go, which, I mean, my aspect used to be a lot different when, because when it's rapping, it's easier because you're not loading up in the fucking van with everybody and taking yeah. all your equipment and setting it up to perform for 10 people. Now, that's not to say that you still shouldn't have the same energy, but it's a lot harder to right. have the same energy when you do that as opposed to, well, I'm going to take my flash drive or my phone or my what my laptop to go plug in and perform for 15 minutes. It's like, because it's like when you go and you do something like that, there's... You, if there's 10 people there and you drove all the way to Atlanta to do a show, it could be discouraging. You know what I'm saying? It's like super sad when you're unplugging all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, man, we headlined and there was nobody here. Like, our, we played second to last and there was nobody here. And it's like, damn, this kind of sucks ass. Dude, that's my favorite part, especially doing comedy when you, like, uh, when you do a show and you're waiting for people to show up. And you're just looking through the windows, like listening to your fucking uh, set the tone playlist, like looking through the window. My, my, Miss American Pie. But this, oh my <laughs> man, it's 10 o'clock and nobody showed up. The yet. show was supposed to start at 9. This will yeah. be the day that I die. <laughs> that happened to me at Peace of Mind when I did that show at Peace of Mind. I was just sitting in my bean jag, uh, uh, the beanbag chair on my birthday, just listening Damn. to fucking that hipster music. <laughs> just nobody showing up. But no, that was one of the most brutal experiences of my life. I uh, performed a piece of mine on my birthday. Bombed my fucking ass off in front of my friends and family. Like a couple strangers that came in to see the show walked out. Because I was talking shit. I mean, to be fair, they walked out appropriately because uh, one of the guy's uh, girlfriends was pregnant. And I just started shitting on pregnant women. Oh, wow. I mean, oh well. When was this? This was a couple, I think it was my... 21st birthday yeah it was my 21st because you know that was the big joke oh I can legally drink now whatever damn yeah. that's right and it was rough I remember because I went to jail the day before I got, <laughs> I got a DUI wasn't a good weekend no I, it sucks that you bombed yeah but, but probably the one of the most the best rap show that I've ever done was either that one or the one that now, we did at Peace of Mind that was a really good one I forgot. I keep th- I keep thinking about that show. It's just like you guys doing it, but I forgot that I uh, I hosted that show. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. That oh, was a fun yeah. ass show. That was yeah. a good show. That, I fi- I figured that was a good turnout. That was a pretty solid fucking turnout. That's the last. That's the only time the three nine six hooligans has ever done a show in McComb. Really? Yes. Damn. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We <laughs> should do that again. Yeah. It would be fucking nice. I uh. I, I almost I want to say that that's probably one of my favorite rap shows that I've ever done. But I had a lot of fun when we did that show at Joey's house. We did a show at uh, Joey Leggett's house that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. I mean, it could have been better and more, you know, more. But we had a pretty good time, I guess. I think it was shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was okay, but I it think was it was fun, shit. Though. I mean, I think that was the first time I got to see you perform too. Yeah, but it was shit. <laughs> I had a good time, but uh, there Joey was... Leggett's house was a cesspool of a lot of shenanigans, man. Oh yes, it was. I don't think I ever went to that house and just like drove back home like yeah, that was a pretty chill night. Yep, you know, always some shit. That's true. The thing about peace of mind is just like we, the if we actually stop back and look, there was there's a lot of people that tried to do the whole venue thing. I mean, fuck, even Rock and Willie's didn't last. Yeah, but Rock and Willie's didn't last for a reason though. I mean, they were doing more than just trying to, you know, I mean, they had a restaurant and a bar and they had a lot of real estate there that they had to take care of and mm-hmm. pay for and all this other stuff. And I just don't think that it was working. But didn't they just like up and leave, not tell the employees or anything? I was say, there's also a conspiracy to that, too. Apparently, those people, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, uh, 
trying to shit on the people who owned it or anything. But apparently they own two of those restaurants. They shut down this one, and they didn't tell any of their employees or anything. They just showed up and saw that the place was shut down and had a letter. And was like, oh, you guys don't have jobs now. And then, like, two weeks later, the uh, other restaurant that they have that was in, like, Ponchatoula or something like that Mm -hmm. did the same exact thing. Damn. Yeah. And where are they now? I don't know. I know that the son of the owners, he's a pretty cool guy, but I don't know if that has anything to do with him. We should get him on the podcast. And with that be- <laughs> with that being said, I don't know what those people were going through. If that's really what happened, sure. there's no telling, you know, covering my ass here. Uh, it's like there's no telling what they could have been, you know, experience. They could have had some crazy a death in the family and they had to move right. far away, but I don't they know. They could let the employees know, though. I mean, isn't there such thing as a mass email? I mean, at least nobody got shot outside of it two weekends in a row. I heard they were selling crack out of it. Lots of crack. The upper deck. Oh, I was just talking out of my ass. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. The upper, I, I don't think they're selling crack at the upper deck either, by the way. I'm sure they are, but I don't think that Bob is necessarily... Some people are selling crack, at least. Some people are. Someone is selling crack at the upper deck. Oh, at the upper deck? Yeah. I, I mean, th- I thought it was just next to the cemetery. Who lives next to a cemetery that sells crack? A lot of people. A lot of people. (laughs) I know someone who lives next to a cemetery that sells meth. I don't. I know lots of people who sell meth. I know lots of people who sell crack. Damn. I do, too. Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. I wish I didn't. Unfortunately. Shane just goes, oh, yeah, so back to fucking that dude's wife. Uh, (laughs) Less controversial subject. Man, I didn't fuck her. <laughs> I swear to God, I am not a crook. <laughs> I know this is going to sound really crazy, okay, and totally irrelevant to those of you who are not paying attention to what I'm paying attention to. There's a woman who has been on the phone since we walked up here earlier, and we probably walked up here about an hour and a half ago, and she has been on the phone. That lady over there with the leggings on, the uh-huh. black shirt, she has been on the phone since we got here. Mind you, she's probably a single mother. And her kid has been playing on the playground, so she's probably like, oh, let me call somebody and talk to him on the phone for an hour and a half. Her phone's probably already dead. She just doesn't want to acknowledge her kid. She doesn't want to acknowledge... That's me. <laughs> I was about to say, she just doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that Tim's been staring at her with his dick in his hand for the past hour. It's not in my hand. I'm just it's hanging. just there. waving. <laughs> you know, I, the, the North Carolina show I headlined at, when I was riffing a little bit, we talked yeah. about the jerk-off techniques. Really? Yeah. Because, like on stage? Or? Yeah, 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 oh, wow. on stage. Because uh, I, it went, I was talking about a joke about jerking off, about how my jerk-off technique used to be bad. And then just uh, uh, just in the crowd, the guy's like, oh, so like this? And he does the, the squid octopus technique. Jellyfish. Yeah. What and, the fuck? How do you do that? Oh, tell him. I don't understand. Yeah, show him. Just show him and give him a demonstration. Like, yeah, like, but what are, you, what are you grabbing? Your dick? Yeah. Like this? Yeah. You're just mushing it. For those of you that all, can't see, he's fingers. doing an octopus with his hands. It's like it's like Cthulhu's giving you a blowjob. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all. Oh, okay. It's all there. It's all I surrounded. Guess. You can't just do this. This. How long did tunnel. it usually take you to nut, even when you were stupid horny? Oh, dude, I could never make it past the home screen on a porn page. Oh, so you would nut even doing it like that? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? I mean that. I mean. I'm not nutting from that. Like <laughs> me neither. If I, I'm saying like there's got to be firmly grasped. It. <laughs> like it's got to be firmly grasped in the hand. Like I don't care if Kim Kardashian herself like got me worked up to the point of no return and then decided to do that to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not nutting. There's no way. Fucking insane. That's, like that's terrible. Like uh, like I'm when I take a shower tonight, I might try that just to see if it'll work. But hey, baby, hey, my lovely wife. Will you try this thing real quick? She's like, no. You try <laughs> Go to the, sleep. The you wake her up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Baby, I can't sleep. I've been thinking about it all day. Once she gets ready to have sex, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, I need you to do this for me. You put in a CD. It's white collar. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wild. That'd they had nice. a pretty elaborate. I mean, they're pretty much like Blue Man Group, but with porn. <laughs> but with porn I mean I, I'm Blue man group against porn The blue balls group the, the pig mask group They really sold it I think that their slogan was feed the pig 
or don't feed the pig. The thing about being an only child is I didn't have anyone to call when cum started shooting out of my dick. I just thought it was pee. I called Alex. Because Alex had told me, this is, sounds so jacked up, but we were stupid young, and he was the one <laughs> he was the one who told me, like, yeah, dude, like, th- there's this thing called porn, and you gotta learn how to jack off. I fucked my couch before I knew how to jack off. I was fucking my couch before I knew how to jack off. My couch felt great, though, so. And, you, and you're judging me about the whole awkward squid thing. You're literally having sex with an animate object. I guarantee you my couch felt better than that. <laughs> I guarantee you. Put it on a shirt. Send it out to the world. Tell the world, go to the top of the mountains and shout it out. You my couch felt better than your octopus hand. I swear to God. My, <laughs> bitch, my couch feels better than your pussy. I don't know about that. I don't think I've ever indulged myself in something that felt any better than my couch. <laughs> but Shane, yeah. when was the first time you ever seen porn? Ever in your life, like first first experience ever at Alex's house. I was like eleven. What was it? It, it was on a, a box, like a uh, like a, a, a VHS box. Mm-hmm. So it was on like a DVD box type. Oh no, like a, oh okay, yeah, all like right, a cassette gotcha. box. Yeah, yeah. And like we the box, the, the, the actual cassette wasn't in there, but we found it was called Wet Harry Love Holes Five. <laughs> you I remember s- the name? I swear, yeah, because we all were cracking up about it. We were like. Later on in life, we were like, I wonder if that was Alex's dad. Alex was even like, I wonder if that was my dad's or if it was there before we moved in. Because it was in the top of a closet and the cassette wasn't there. It was dusty as shit. Right. And it was like, so it was either Alex's dad's or, and it was just like these girls with spread open coochies, like just muddy like your face, dude. Just like, just straight nasty. Uh, when was the first time you ever seen porn, Tim? My ever. friend, My friend Trevor Dunaway. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we did. Well, uh, we well, can't talk about that on the podcast. Oh I was my a, god! <laughs> me, and, me and him just leave. But uh, uh, first time, Trevor he he found a poster, right? And it was just a naked lady. Couldn't I, it was one of those? It, she was she wasn't wearing pants, but you couldn't really see her vagina. Sure. It was just you know whatever. Yeah. And I was just oh my god, there was a breast. It was amazing. <laughs> That's all I needed. And then he flipped the poster, and it was her stretching her asshole <laughs> like a like a like a huge gape to where, <laughs> to where and that that's the it was it was it was a one two, it was a that's what boobs look like and that's what girls do with their assholes. Oh my god, what a jump! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was and I was just like Trevor, why is she doing that? And Trevor was like, some guys like it when girls. <laughs> I guess. And he goes, and some guys like it when other guys do it. Rips the poster up, pushes me down. Oh shit! The first time I saw I saw porn ever was um, well, obviously on movies. Like I'd just be watching a movie and there'll be sure. a boob shot. But like the first time I really had an experience with porn because I didn't even know porn was a thing. I don't know how old I was. Probably fucking nine, right. eight. I don't fucking know. Something something along those lines. There was a dude that I used to hang out with down the street. His name was Michael. I don't remember his last name, Jackson? but he still lives here. No, I don't remember his last name. Um, Speaking of stress, so this assholes. dude, this dude, um, I went to, I used to hang out at his house all the time. One time, I went into his room and there was a fucking book, like a porn book, laying on his bed. And I was like, "Oh shit, what is this? I've never seen this before." And I was like, uh, "He was like, oh, do you want some or something, or you want a page?" I was like, <laughs> "Shit, yeah." Give That's me a page. A he was like, give me, give me six bucks. <laughs> I ran all the way home, got six bucks, came all the way back. He ripped me one page out. I folded it up like it was dope because I was so scared to get caught with it. <laughs> I was like, fuck. All right, now where do I put this when I, got, when I got home? I was like, what do I do with this? And I didn't even do nothing with it. I just looked at it. <laughs> Every night I'd, or, or during the day sometimes I'd just pull out and look at it and be like, holy shit, what is I that? Have this. This what is, is Yeah, this is like fucking dope or something. <laughs> this is fucking, I don't know what this is. And then one day I'm looking at it, and then I think my dad busts in the door, and I like uh, slowly, like terribly, like put it under the mattress, and he's like, what is that? And I'm like, uh... Uh, <laughs> and then he got it out. What, were you coming? No, uh, I was oh, just oh, looking at it like this. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even have my dick in my hand or nothing. I was just looking at it like this. And then uh, he came in the room and was like, what is that? And then he got it, and he just stared at me. He's like, boy. And then he just went out and ripped it up. And oh. I was like, oh, I, I found it on the side of the road. 
I was gonna give it to you. I, <laughs> I was hoping that you're gonna be like. Then he went and framed it and put it in his room. <laughs> I wish I still had it. That that'd be a memorable thing. When I used to go to my aunt's and an uncle's house on uh, my dad's side of the family, they had a couple Bible books that had like pit, like old depictions, like old school drawings and stuff. I, I, I'm gonna say Leonardo da Vinci. I know it wasn't Leonardo da Vinci, sure. but that's the only reference I have. And there were some with like titties out. Oh, the you science know. books in school, yeah, or something. You know, like Eve. No, no, no. Like, yeah, Eve with the with Satan, but her titties no. were out, and like yeah. such and such. And so, like after Thanksgiving, everyone would go out, uh, hang out in the living room, and I just go hang out at the book where the books were. And they're like, oh, Timothy, he just loves to read. He's so studious. <laughs> I was perving out, bro. Oh my gosh. I remember doing something like that at this fucking library that was by my house. There was all these books. There was never nobody there. I went through all these books. The front of almost every book in there looked like a porn cover. But it was some love novel. And there was no pictures. Yeah. I just scanned through the books for pictures. <laughs> and it'd be right. nothing but fucking like the Text, most boring like shit. Like words you can't even read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all it was. Looking for some juicy monologue. Yeah, no, I, fuck that. I was looking for pictures. Man, I don't know if you guys ever did this, but as a kid, we didn't really have, like, TV that much, but we'd have, like, six-month, eight-month periods where we'd have television. Okay. Where we'd have television at our house. And then there, the rest of the year, we just wouldn't have it. You yeah. know, whatever. And we would, uh, like, did you guys ever do where you would, like, you go on a channel... And you'd be like late at night, and you'd mm-hmm. be in that motherfucker by yourself. But the recall button would be going back to yep. some shit you would actually normally be yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you sit there, you're looking around, you're super nervous, and you got your dick in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are the best nuts because you're so tense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's like you're jerking, you're jerking, you're jerking. I used to jerk off with my hand backwards like this, and I'd sit there and I'd do this. And I'd do this, and I'd hear, like, the cat or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately recall. And sometimes I'd get so nervous that I'd recall, and I'd press down and press up real fast. I'd be like, oh, the last channel I was yeah. on was the channel right below this. Yep. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, like, it was just a cat. So now i got to find my way back to whatever oh, HBO God. or yeah. info. And now the story's not going to make any sense because yeah. you missed, like, an important part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, they used to have the infomercials when I had cable when I was The Girls Gone Wild? first started jacking off. Yes. Dude. Dude, those were great, dude. I don't, I don't remember having anything was, like that. It was that. just the stars. <laughs> it was just the stars. They let you see everything except. I loved, because now I don't really care because I've actually gotten laid. But also... <laughs> Like nice plug. Nice I just shout out. love like when they pull the bra up and they had big twos mm-hmm. or even kind of big twos and it would drop like yeah. a titty drop. It's called something. That's right? what that's I, called. called titty oh, drop. That's what it's called. What do you think I we're scholars over here? When you <laughs> see this, like man, and it's like people always are talking about like perky titties. Like, I don't know where y'all seeing this shit at. I didn't have none hey, of that. There was fucking WWE on the bitch. I never saw any titty <laughs> hey, or anything. WWE, WWE had back the hose the back in the day too, though. Yeah, back- I, but I as soon as the girls came on, I turned it off because that shit was boring. As fuck oh, to me. dude, back before respect was in the catalog, yeah. they would just make a mud wrestle. Like a fi- mm. like finishing moves would just be like removing their Bikini bras. Bikini mattress. Oh, man, that's such a good tactic to keep dudes involved watching. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's no such a why do you think the ratings are going yeah. down? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm pretty sure the ratings are still going up. It's probably because Ronda Rousey looks like Shrek. Ronda uh, Rousey. Ronda Ronda Rousey would beat the fuck out of all of us. I literally. would let her. Jared says that he thinks that Ronda Rousey is not attractive and she looks like a man. She no, I think she's attractive. I just I'm just talking shit. I think she looks all right. I mean, she is. Swole. She's but, not me. I mean, you can't tell me she, you wouldn't let her fucking suck your. Have you ever seen her? Have you ever seen her like dressed up like uh, as a girl instead of a fighter? Sure. Yeah. 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 She looks like a normal girl, yeah, and yeah. then as soon as she gets in the fucking shoulder. octagon, she beat the fuck out of you. I mean, she's no Misha Tate. She. Can, I feel like she, like I mean, who's gonna say no to her sucking your balls out of your pecker hole? You can't say no to her. Good she's point. too strong. I, I she would. Wants it, she's kidding. I would. I would say no because I don't know, man. It just. I feel like it's a dude. I feel like it's a dude almost. I can't. I just can't. No, no offense that to a, gay people or anything. That but aggressive bear hug. She's so she's, good. She's so good and so strong. She could beat your meat just once and you're nutting everywhere. Just one stroke. Boom. You're going to break like, your fucking dick fr- off. From the tip and just slam on your balls. Just hup. Boom. Everything. Oh my God. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. No. And it just all comes out. <laughs> Like the mallet at the fairs. Whoop! Yeah, bing! 
Me and Scott have a new song coming out. Or Scott has a new song coming out. Where with the me. fuck did that come from? <laughs> Scott has a new song coming out with me on it. Hell yeah. 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 We have a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's probably going to be an album soon. That's lit. That's what's up. It is lit. It's very lit. Uh, There'll be a video dropping for it pretty soon, depending on when you're listening to this. It'll probably already be out. But yeah. Tim's pretty good about getting it to the masses fairly quick, oh, if need be. Let me tell you. I get it to the masses. That sounds nasty. Well, I said it, but it just sounds nasty. So we got a song to look at. We got a video to look at. Anything else you guys want to plug before we... <laughs> to the joy have, of pretty much everyone listening, <laughs> I have a, wrap this up. I have a lot of things that I'd like to plug. Oh, man. I do, too. <laughs> Go for it. I was being inappropriate. I don't really have anything particular that I'd like to plug. I'm moving soon, so... I'm sure we'll end up doing another podcast. Shout out to Purvis, move, man. But yeah, moving to Purvis. I want a podcast with Brittany's mom. Okay. No comment. <laughs> I think she has a lot of interesting things that would... Uh... I, no comment. I feel like there's plenty of... Every time we mention anything at all, it always goes like very sour and inappropriate. <laughs> so I'd rather not even talk about Brittany's mom. Okay. Because I feel like it could go... She's going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> My wife is going to punch That's you in the saying. fucking face. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, gentlemen. I don't know, man. We can plug something real quick. Okay, so me and Shane have some music coming out. Um, Eradicate and Shane O with the O with the cross through it. Under oath, though. Yep. And uh, we got some new music coming out. I got a new album coming out soon called White House Trap House, and it's lit as fuck. And um, Shane, what do you got coming? Tell them your handles. Tell them they handle. can find you. On, On my bicycle? Nice. <laughs> Fuck. Bars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bars. My handle, bicycle. my Instagram handle, I have another one, I have two. My main one is Wise Burger. That's my social media stuff for everything on the internet is Wise Burger. Um, my other Instagram that when just do got made. Even think? I will, when uh, do they think? The new one is Eradicate Official Instagram. You can add me on Snapchat at Wise Burger. Um, uh, YouTube is Wise Burger. And then Facebook is facebook.com slash eradicate the pitmaster. And same for SoundCloud. So you can find me under eradicate the pitmaster or Wiseburger. Pick one. There you go. And yeah, uh, some of you know who I am. Some of you don't. Most of you don't. Yeah, they do. Shane Izzo on all social media platforms. I don't have Facebook. and Because uh, he's so cool. No, I'm just not cool enough to have Facebook. What does that repeat that for me again, Shane? What is your handle? Shane is O. Shane S- is O. S H A N E I S O. Now, does that Man. have the cross through it, or is that just an you O? You can just do the regular O. Ever since Jeffrey spelled out his Instagram name, I can tell that got to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about Jeffrey spelling his out. That was what. That was rough. And you can look for me if you are a resident of Macomb. Free show, State Theater, April 27th. I'm headlining. Yes, everyone's going to be there. Yeah, ignorance and bliss. There's going to be a lot of litness coming soon. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you. It's been no a pleasure. Problem, man. We should treat the uh, Pike County State Theater or whatever it is mm-hmm. like the cathedral. What do you We're mean? We're going to set that bitch on fucking fire. Motherfucking Mississippi. Burn it to the ground. Ground.